0: Professor Ashok Som, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Innovation in India and China podcast series today. Um, You, in particular, talked about emerging markets and luxury goods in India and China. Luxury goods in India and China? That must be a very difficult emerging market to break into.
1: Yeah. uh, Yes, you're right, because... um, the notion of luxury has been there in India and China for a very long time, but not the way that we see it in the West. Mm-hmm. So in India and China, especially in India, Maharajas used to wear this luxury goods uh, from, from the last 18th century or 17th century. And these companies like Cartier, Louis Vuitton, they used to send their products to these Maharajas. But what we are seeing now is democratization of luxury, which means that uh, people who are rich can also afford. They don't have to be necessarily Maharajas because Maharajas do not exist today anymore. But of course, if you are wealthy, if you are rich, if you have the money to spend, you can also afford these goods which are, right. which are timeless, which are of a very good quality, which have a very good service level and uh, are long-lasting and uh, give you uh, benefit that uh, you want to identify yourself with this type of uh, products.
0: And you did a survey, didn't you? Gucci, Prada, Swatch, Chanel, Rolf, Lorraine. The the list goes on. What did the survey shows about these emerging markets in India and China?
1: The survey shows that um, these products, uh, they have a strategy for India and China, but they group it as emerging market strategy. And they have found out by different studies by themselves that they have to be present in these countries starting with China, then with India, then probably Russia, and then with Brazil, because these markets are the only markets today that are growing uh, in the world. And if you have to think about your bottom line, which means you have to talk to your shareholders, which means that the shareholders would ask you about profitability and growth. So if you're only profitable, that is not enough for today. So if you have to find markets which are growing, For private companies like, uh, wholly owned private companies like Chanel, Hermes, it is a different story but they also have to be present in these two countries because their competitors are also present in these countries. So this is a strange mix of uh, compulsion and also uh, a way to move forward in the growth process of these companies where uh, they originated from in Europe but Europe is is not growing as, as much as it should be. The question is now. Where are the new markets? But
0: isn't India impossible to break into in terms of luxury goods? Slightly different from China, where you said that you know, uh, the wealthy and, and the number of millionaires, let alone billionaires, is, is growing. They're two very different markets at the present time.
1: Uh, You are absolutely right because uh, these two countries are very different and uh, very different in their uniqueness and that is what uh, makes them different. So, we cannot club these two countries or other countries as emerging market for the luxury industry. Specifically, this is what I try to study. The question being, um, a very important uh, CEO of one of these companies uh, spoke uh, to me about, uh, uh, about a way which explains this issue. He said that it is very easy to enter the Chinese market, but very difficult to continue in this market. Likewise, it is very difficult to enter the Indian market, but once you enter the Indian market, it is very difficult to stay on. Which means that, yes, it is difficult to enter the Indian market because of all the necessary uh, difficulties that we have created for ourselves, but the Indian Uh, consumer is, is, um, and especially the wealthy and the educated consumer who travels abroad and who are knowledgeable and we, as you know, India is a knowledge uh, source and a knowledge country in terms of uh, different service sectors. They understand and they uh, can be educated to this sector very easily, which might not be true as that of China. But on the other hand, China, the government has made it sure that you can enter very easily but the question being that, how do you do, what do you do after that? Because as you see in China, the wealth is concentrated in certain cities, which is not possibly the case as in India.
0: And you've taken your study of, of these luxury goods and markets in India and China. And, and now, indeed, you're talking of the possibility of, of having sort of management luxury goods modules on courses. Actually, th- that there is a theory to study here.
1: Absolutely. We at ESSEC Business School have a luxury brand management program which teaches a one year MBA program to educate uh, participants, uh, giving them an MBA degree for only luxury management. And also, LVMH uh, has sponsored a chair to educate people in the luxury industry in our school. What I did was, which is unique, and I think the number, I think the first time in the world. Is I have combined this expertise with the market which is India which I know best. Of course I could have done with China but India I, I did this collaboration with I am Ahmedabad of which I am an alumnus and what I did was I brought this experience from France and I did a executive program for people who want to be in this industry but do not know about this industry. So we do a one-week project or a one-week module in France and one-week module in India where we discuss about luxury in two different contexts. And then we can generalize it into emerging market uh, context. If we're
0: talking about emerging markets in India and China and innovation, you are indeed the author of Organisation and Redesign and Innovation, um, International Management, Managing the Global Corporation. You've been nominated as one of the 2,000 most outstanding intellects of the 21st century um, in business and management what's your view on the markets in India and China are they going to become the most important the most precious the most emerging markets to be in
1: at present these are the only two markets that can give us the necessary boost to revive the economy. Why is this so? Because the global uh, economy you mean? Yeah, the global economy. Why this is so because these two markets have a consumer pool which is the highest if you if you total if you pull the two consumers uh, the, the the number of consumers in these two countries this is uh, by far greater than the whole of the US and also by far the greater than the whole of Europe. If you pool the whole consumers of US and Europe it is probably equivalent to that of these two countries. So basically what we are saying is in the next 15 years where are our consumers? We can't rely on Japan because uh, Japan the average age is around 45 years now. So in the next 15 years most of the people would be retired. Europe has a declining population and the US has a population which is not as young as that of these two countries. So if I have to plan my product strategy, if I have to plan not only the luxury company uh, per se but any products for example automobile, for example service sector, for example uh, sports sector, for example medication sector, medicine sector, I have to see where are my consumers. And these two countries offer me a 600 million consumer for the next 20 years. So, of course, I have to think of these two countries as one of my major markets.
0: And those major markets, it's an exciting time, isn't it, for, for business and innovation in China, whatever we're watching, art, Sotheby's, um, Indian fashion designers, there couldn't be a more exciting time in India and China at the moment.
1: So I'll just say that we now live in exciting times and this is what brings us to this uh, conclusion that uh, of course these are in, uh, exciting times because we are seeing the revival of these two great nations in in a, in a, in, a, in a way that we didn't foresee those people who force for, saw this before uh, were the first entrants, and if you were the first entrance you, you had great opportunities in these countries, and uh, there are companies like Volkswagen in China, there are companies like Louis Vuitton in, in India, they had done great business for the last five, six years, and they had identified it. I had identified it in 2002, 2003, and that was why I, um, uh, I requested ESEC to have an India Research Center, and we started the India Research Center way back in 2003 with Judge Business School, with, with the collaboration of the India government which is very prestigious, has started it in 2009. And
0: your impression of this conference?
1: I think this is a great conference and this is the first time I have seen academicians, practitioners and uh, people from the industry come together and speak very collegially. Usually we academicians go to academic conferences, practitioners go to practitioners conferences and we don't gel, but I have found this this uh, methodology very exciting and I think that we can learn from each other very well in this type of format. And I'm happy that I came here all the way from Auckland after a 30-hour flight and going back another 30-hour for one and a half days because I learned a lot and I found that it is a a major um, productive issue where people from different spheres can learn from different ways in the same conference. Professor Ashok Sam, thank you very much indeed for talking
0: to Judge Business School Innovation in India and China podcast series today. I've enjoyed it very much.
1: Thank you very much.